the road to recovery. You might be cruising down it. A friend or family member lost on it. Or the road is, well, still under construction. Relevant Recovery Radio is about getting to that destination of normal health, mind, or strength. Now, Relevant Recovery Radio, here to give you the keys, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Hello. Hi. Welcome to this week's episode of Relevant Recovery Radio. Happy Friday slash Sunday. We're your hosts, the Heather and the Donnie Mosier. <laughs> We're glad you're did, did I throw you off? Um, I don't know. You're just throwing me off today completely. Yeah. The car ride here was fun. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a minute. I need to get through my stuff. Okay, go ahead. Welcome to the Relevant Recovery Radio Show. This show is sponsored by the wonderful Matthews Hope Foundation. We're a nonprofit that aims to educate and provide services for the Houston community for substance use, misuse disorder. And so if you or a loved one would like any information about our education and services offered, you can visit our website at matthewshope.org. Or you can give us a call at 844-AND-HOPE. That's 844-263-4673. Currently, we have an outpatient clinic open that is providing IASIS, which is a form of microcurrent neurofeedback. And we also offer in-person and virtual peer support and recovery support services. Big announcements coming, huh? Big announcements coming, but not yet. (laughs) As usual, you're listening to us in Houston, uh, 1 p.m. Central on KPRC 950. If you'd like to listen to us at 1 p.m. Central, Houston live, uh, and you're not... What? In... Re- redo that sentence. What do you mean? It was like, Houston live, not... I w- didn't finish my sentence. It didn't work. Whatever you're doing. If you want to listen to us Sunday <laughs> live, and you're not in Houston... There you go. <laughs> That's better. You can go to the iHeartRadio app. It's a free download, and KPRC 950 has uh, a channel on there. At the end of the day, they do upload our radio show to a podcast called Relevant Recovery Radio. Uh, now, I'm not fully caught up, so I'm not current, but I've got about 40 podcasts. Uh, episodes. Episodes. We've got 120-something, um, but I've got about 40 of them pushed out now to all platforms. So, Like what platforms? Spotify, Amazon, Apple, um, so as soon as we get the rest of them pushed out, I'll let you know. But now you can hear us on iHeart, Spotify, Apple. All the know, platforms. All the big ones, at least. Just go search Relevant Recovery Radio. Yeah, yeah. So that's all I got. Um, <laughs> hey, do we still need social media? I'm, and I ask that seriously. Does anybody do anything with it? Or is it just we us doing it? We gain followers every month. Uh, every week it gives me a little thing about new followers. We don't have a whole lot. We're a small podcast, but uh, we gain new, and it does it does different like um, analytics <laughs> on engagement. So I had to log into it to pull show descriptions and pictures when I was uploading the mm-hmm. podcast. I could not do Facebook. Okay. Um, I noticed that you had a picture of the two of us and with a with a thing for one of the shows, and somebody made a comment mm-hmm. with a pride flag and a clown. For what? I guess calling me a gay clown. I don't know. I didn't even see that. Yeah, but when somebody, I just couldn't do. I'm I'm an older gentleman, yeah. and and if I was a part of social media, you just I just and people right thought they could. Yeah, stuff. see, people think they can do that. I'll look you up and come to your house. <laughs> So I just can't do social media. It doesn't make sense to me. I 
care almost nothing for what other people think or say in that sort of sense. I'll just keep scrolling. I just don't get where people like... There oh, are people, people are, that people are vile online. People get there's enjoyment to it, and yeah. it's a weird thing that you can be so negative and enjoy that. I think that's but, how they find purpose. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's a hell waiting for him. I can't wait wow, for him to get Donnie, there. Wow, Donnie, that's kind and loving. <clears throat> Anyways, so we got in a fight on the car on the way here, per usual. <laughs> well, but I don't think we could talk about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's about marriage expectations. Yeah, that's a broad topic. I, on yeah, it. it's about marital. How's your week? Expectation. Stressed. But that's what I, when we were arguing or having a heated discussion in the car on the way here about I, marital expectations. I wouldn't call it an argument. We had different perspectives yeah. of an event. I would, I would honestly call it a discussion. Nobody, we didn't curse, raise our voices no. or get angry. It was just a discussion. But I said to you, you know, maybe I am not in tune with your needs lately because I'm so stressed. You know, I've got yeah. a lot going on at work. Yeah. And um, and so that's what's going on this week. We just got so many, I have so many irons on the fire of trying to navigate and learn and do this and that. And, and most of it's going wonderfully. And I just get kind of like, I don't know, my mind latches onto things like a pit bull and won't let it go. I'm, oh, no. What? Oh, no. You know this about me. The day I come home and you tell me that there's a guy measuring the house to take it, I'll know that we're in full trouble. In the in the similar way, my mom latches on to ideas, but mine's work-related. I'm trying to be effective and produce results. For those of you who are new, uh, Heather's mom is paranoid schizophrenic. Yeah, so yeah. my mom will latch on to ideas and really obsess about them. Yeah. But I, <laughs> My friend Nathan told me last night, <laughs> I've never laughed so hard in my life, he, he said he was 38 years old, and his dad, who lives up in New York, called him out of the blue one day and goes, hey, I changed your name to Noel. I went down to the courthouse today. <laughs> I'm assuming his dad's schizophrenic, too? Yes. Yes. And, and I just think that is like, and he was, I mean, he was like, you know, and then my brothers, they just think it's funny. It's like, well, he didn't try and change your name. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, an example would be like my, uh, you know how like car dealerships will mail you like just junk mail ads in mm -hmm. the mail, you mm -hmm. know? And so my dad had bought my mom a new car two years prior to this event, but they were still sending her little, you know, slips of paper of get this or buy this or this deal. The way they do. Yeah, yeah. the way they do. But in her mind, it meant something completely different and they really didn't own the car and the IRS this, and the court system that. And so this is my fear, that your mind sometimes may latch on the same way and that schizophrenia is right around the corner. Maybe. We'll see. Roll the dice. But I'm 41. I I'm think that ship has sailed. Committing you day one. <laughs> committing you day one. <laughs> no, it's nothing like that. But In fact, I'm going to send you to that asylum that's been closed for 40 years in Pennsylvania. <laughs> like famous for being haunted yeah that's no the, one I'm there. the one i'm committing you to <laughs> no but so i think that's what's going on i have so many different branches of things going on at work that i'm spearheading and that i get overwhelmed we're and both overwhelmed we're both busy we're both tired which is going to break into kind of what we're going to talk, we're gonna about, talk today. about what we're going to talk about today but i'm is... very excited that i have one more week of work coming up um, and then I am taking off the entire week of Thanksgiving. And I love then that you for and you. I, I love that for you. And then you Glad and you I get to take a month off work. <laughs> All right. If Heather is still alive in a minute, we'll be right back with Relevant Recovery Radio. <laughs>
Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio with your hosts Heather and Donnie Mosier here on a sunny or rainy or possibly just cloudy Sunday <laughs> what afternoon. It's snowing right now. We don't even know because we Three really days from now. we record this earlier <laughs> in the week. <clears throat> it never snows in Houston. So really. uh, how about this? Uh, welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio on a fill in the blank Sunday afternoon. Okay. All right. Um, so, so I was talking about being stressed and you were talking uh, about being stressed at work, which goes into our topic today. But I wanted to say like, so I'm taking the week after next off for Thanksgiving. And then the following week, that Saturday, you and I are going to head out to a lake house yeah, where we can just chill and go fishing for literally five days, yeah, which is really nice. Yeah. We need it. I but love fishing. Here's why I love the fact that you went to your girls and you're like, give me a topic. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that this is the one they brought because this is a topic that has plagued you and I for six years now. Yeah, so the topic today, we're calling it the balancing act, but it's about finding proper balance with communication, with life, with work, with recovery, all of this sort of stuff. And the reason it's kind of funny, ironic, ironic funny, is because you and I are not experts around solution on this. You and I have like a... But we're about to pontificate on it. Yeah, but it's funny because we struggle with this and yeah. we have like yeah, we inventory we write and meetings with our sponsors to try to find balance at least two or three times a year. Minimum. I remember the last time I wrote inventory on this and took it to my sponsor, she was kind of like snickering at me and she's like, this is not the first time you've brought this to me. Why do you continue to not have a solution around this? You continue to make some progress and backslide, make some progress and backslide. And I'm like, I don't know. And and so that, the other part of that, the other piece of this, you know what I, I did notice, we like to listen to the podcast after they go out just because it helps us improve our show. And I say, and so, uh, there's a couple things I say all the time that I have to stop doing when I'm in conversation with you. How about you figure that out when we're not recording it a, the show? It was a side note. The people out there listening, they caught it. They know. Mm. I was at a meeting last night and a buddy of mine sat down next to me and I was like, how are you? He's like, busy. <laughs> and when I talked to my brother, hey, how are you? Busy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, and I've tried to stop this recently, but people will ask me, how are you? I'm like, busy. And mm-hmm. here's why I say that. Even though you and I struggle with this balancing act mm-hmm. of, and what we're about to talk about, life is good. Yeah. For the 95th percentile of my life, I am happy, joyous, and free. Right? There's going to be some life ups and downs, but for the most part, we are good. We live a blessed life. Yeah. So why do I find it necessary when somebody says, how are you, to say, that would be like, and and here's the way I see it. Maybe you see it differently. Hey, Heather, how are you? And you're like, breathing. (laughs) And... Right, like most we're all say busy. They're good or they're what? Most people are busy. When people ask me, because it's always you know a perception of whether that's a genuine or disingenuine question in the first place, like the small talk sort of idea. How are you? Like no one really means that half the time. But when, but we do. But yeah, when people ask me how are you, I always just say better than I deserve, which is a you know Ramsey thing, which everybody knows, which is true. It is really true, and it doesn't have to go into anything specific because I don't know how to like. Well, I'm super blessed. Here's the awesome things. Or I'm super overwhelmed and here's the I think we should things. do that. Do you think if we do that, people stop asking us? If they're like, hey, how are you? You're like, well, 
let me just list all the good things in my life. And you list, by the time you get to like number 90 or <laughs> they're 91, like, they're like, never mind, I was just passing you in the hallway by the water cooler. <laughs> I don't actually even know you. <laughs> I was like, I was, would you like paper or plastic? <laughs> Please <laughs> leave. <laughs> I was just coming to the cooler where you're standing to get a Coke. And I said, how are you? Wow. But, um, okay, so there's an idea that I need, and so, I, I do it a lot. I need to balance my life to a certain extent mm-hmm. because our yours and my life is very busy. So busy. We are both busy, but but, okay. but when we are not busy and we have had periods of not busy, we it's are not dangerous. we're not fulfilled. When we, I don't have purpose, I'm not happy, there's a lot going on. When I'm not busy, when you and I are not busy and we take too much chill or self time, um, we get super selfish and we end up fighting. And sometimes we end up in therapy. <laughs> But we're just not, we're not, I have, you know, I had this talk with an old manager of mine, a guy named Ludovic in Paris, uh, about four or five years ago. I told him that I'm coming out of a kind of a not busy period and I'm back really like just going a hundred percent. And he goes, it's good though, right? I said, you know what? To be honest with you, when I'm not busy, I get into trouble and this Mm -hmm. is at work. And he's like, me too. Yeah. So busy is good. Mm-hmm. Busy means that our life is good. It's it's sort of a meter. If I'm busy, things are going well. I think it depends on what kind of busy. Because you can be busy with a lot of things, and it depends on if it's self-centered busy or if it's altruistic busy. Okay, so our life, busy for me means that I've got a small group that I lead Monday night, my home group Tuesday night. Wednesday night is typically like a sponsee and maybe something else. Thursday night sponsy and possibly a meeting or men's cigar night friday night is up in the air we'll see what happens or if i need to meet with somebody a lot of times on saturday mornings i have caught up on sponsees two or three and then you and i'll do something saturday afternoon and then sunday is our church and rest day mm-hmm. so busy for me is a fulfilling purposeful busy which when i'm busy i am good well, uh, here's the other thing too is yesterday um, I hope Nadine doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Yesterday I had some free time during the day uh-huh. and I went out and quickly mowed the yard. Yeah. But here's the thing. I came in, I had to rush in like I'm still sweaty and dirty and jump into a meeting, mm-hmm. but I felt so good yesterday. And I really, my day was crammed yesterday, yeah. like so much, but it felt so good. It felt purposeful. Yeah. So I agree with you that we have to have balance. We busy is good, but also I think what you and I have figured out, so we're going to try something new and we'll talk about that in the solution period maybe, but looking at what kind of busy is it to your point? Mm-hmm. Is it a purposeful busy or is it a self-serving busy? I think because I think people need to be intentional with the time that mm-hmm. we're given. Mm-hmm. And uh, I grow spiritually sick when I'm not being intentional with the time I'm given. It doesn't matter what it looks like. So what are some of the problems we've had with, because these are just some things um, Heather listed in areas that we struggle balancing. Because we have to think about, yeah, we got to think about what what are my areas of life to even negotiate the balance, right? Mm-hmm. So I have mm-hmm. family. I have you at home, but mm-hmm. I also have kids and family in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I have work. And so for most people, you know, weekdays, uh, nine to five or whatever is filled with work. And that's a large chunk of your life. For us also, we have church life. We have church life. I have recovery life. And and for me, 
it always kind of goes back to what one of my first sponsors told me. And she said, Heather, if you can get used to being inconvenienced, you just might stay sober. And I've, that's always stuck with me on I need to be willing to be inconvenienced. And that's why God sent me to you. <laughs> I'm so inconvenienced right now. <laughs> um, but I'm not going to go into my whole itinerary on because my calendar stresses you out. You went through some of your stuff. Well, just because you put it on a calendar, I just kind of fly by the seat of my pants and hope I, I make the appointments I have. I never remember everything, and so I have to color code my, <clears throat> my Google calendar. Right, right. But, but I just think it's important to realize, like for me, I decided early on that for me, my, my God life mm-hmm. and my recovery life are synonymous. Recovery is God, God is recovery. And so I don't fit the rest of my life around recovery. I have recovery in God, and I fit the rest of my life around that. Right. That's and, that's my. And out of that, you get your f- fulfilling purpose, mm-hmm. and that's where you find contentment. But I think the problem I run into is I'll get too busy or too committed or overly committed in certain areas, whether that's church or with sponsees or recovery commitments. Well, or, you just recently came out of you had four, so you had you have our four. AA life, right? Or sorry, I'm not supposed to say that, <laughs> am I? You have our twelve step life, right? Our home group meeting. You have church commitments, you have all that, and you had four girls in the book. I had four at one girls time. in the book at the same time on the same step somehow. And so I finished all four, yeah. but that was in addition to my regular commitments. That was four evening hours each week with each girl, yeah. at minimum of an hour. Well, I was going to say an hour and a half to two usually. I talk a lot, you know, so sometimes it's two or three. Uh huh. That's just how it goes. But yeah, so how do you find balance with all of that? What now, What is normal? Well, we, and we, you're kind of right in the middle of that. So let's pick that up when we get right back. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Heather and Donnie Mosier, Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome back to Relevant Recovery Radio with your hosts, Heather and Donnie Mosier. We're here for the Matthews Hope Foundation. They have a phone number you can call, but I don't know it by heart. <laughs> the phone number is 844-AND-HOPE. That's 844-263-4673. That's right. Big announcements coming, but they do have an outpatient right now that is really kicking butt. Geared towards IASIS microcurrent neurofeedback for a plethora of issues, um, whether it's insomnia, PTSD, mild TBI, anxiety, depression, come come try it and see if it works for you. Yeah. And we also offer peer support services or recovery coaching uh, on an outpatient setting. So go back to what you were saying. You were talking about, you didn't want to go into your detailed work today, your, your detailed week, but just that it can be a lot. So what about making decisions on what commitments matter, mm-hmm. right? Do you ever have to peel them back? Yeah. Is, is that a tough decision? Yeah. I think that um, everybody has to find what level of obligation works for them. Um, like when I'm describing what works for me, that I'm not saying that's what it needs to look like for everybody. So I just want to be like really clear about that. Like this is just what it looks like mm-hmm. for me. Um, but I have work Monday through Friday. Uh, I'm also on call 24-7 kind of for work with the recovery support clients. Yeah, you answer email and phone a lot of times in the evenings and the weekends, and I wouldn't be caught dead doing that. That's weird. In addition to that, um, I have two church commitments a week, and I have girls that I sponsor, and I have a home group and all sorts of stuff. In that organization that I wasn't supposed to mention? Oops. But here's the deal. It's like, you know what I suck at? I suck at... Well, hold on. I have a list prepared. (laughs) 
I suck at being a friend. Like, I was just thinking about this the other day. Like, I just want to, like, pick up one Friday and, like, go do Pilates with Alicia. Or I want to just hit Gay up and, like, go have dinner with Gay, just me and her. But this be- is where you and I have but, always struggled. But because of my rigid three weeks in advanced schedule, everything is booked out hour by hour. That's what makes me crazy. I do not have the opportunity to just call a friend and hang out. Right. And How much time do you think, because you and I, look, there is no doubt, I'm not going to, there is no argument, and people, even our friends around us, like, y'all, like, just quit, like, like enough. (laughs) But how much of it is purposeful time, scheduling purposeful time which we do and how much is squandered time that we could be doing some of those other things with i don't know because it's like like on i forget which night it was this week i think it was wednesday night um yeah that was the only night this week this last week now that i didn't have anything scheduled yeah and uh, yeah because you didn't get home till a little bit late last night because you met with somebody last night i did but wednesday night um after whatever i forget what i did after work but after that i was free um, and so that was kind of cool because I could work on other projects that I don't have time to or, you know, finish the laundry or sit in my white chair and doom scroll on Facebook. Like, you know, doom scroll, um, but or read news articles or whatever. But, you know, I feel lazy and I feel myself slipping into spiritual sickness when I do that too much. Mm-hmm. I like to feel productive. I like to accomplish goals. I, I like to feel like God and I achieve things together, whatever it is. It can be work-related or but personal-related. Could related, you but you have, be, being more intentional with your time, could mm-hmm. you have hit gay up and said, hey, you want to go to dinner? Here's why it makes me feel guilty. Yes, I can do that. But if I do that, if I, if I call gay and I'm like, hey, I want to have dinner with you, pull up your calendar, look three weeks ahead. No. No, you could have, like... Canceled something else? No. See, you're not getting it. You're so rigid. This is why everybody makes fun of you, including your employers. What did you just say about Wednesday night? I didn't have anything. So normal people, normal people, not us or not you, but normal people would text Gay and say, hey, I'm totally free tonight. You want to grab dinner or do you have plans? Mm -hmm. And then she is then free to respond to whether or not she has plans. And if she doesn't, instead of you doom scrolling all night, y'all could have gone to dinner and hung True. It didn't cross my mind Wednesday night to do that because I was secretly, selfishly so excited to sit and do nothing for once. Yeah. And so what's the balance? Do I ever get to sit and do nothing? Yeah. When? And so like when those when those little things occur, like a sponsee cancels or whatever, I'm like, cool, I get a Thursday night to myself or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the difference between you and I, and it's because you are introverted and I am extroverted, on those free nights, you want to sort of sink into your couch and do kind of what you want to do. It's something where you get that I'm introverted. Time. Yeah. I recharge through And I want to go to the cigar lounge. Yeah, you go. You go, buddy. Well, that's on the fence because I've been yelled at recently for being gone all the time. So that's different. Then you were at home, and then I changed my mind. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally what happened. That's literally what happened. (laughs) Every time you get mad that I've gone too much, I just spend every moment I can with you over three or four days. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, you can go. (laughs) See you at Christmas. (laughs) But here's the thing: like, because you and I function, our our energies are kind of different when Mm -hmm. it comes to introverted, extroverted stuff. Um. Like I, in the weekends, I get very task oriented to accomplish things like weekend warrior at home, but that's your time to like chill and recharge. And so we normally go at each other, uh, you know, because I want to swap out toilets on a Sunday and you're like, no. Right. Um, and so. Or if, return an air conditioner. 
hey, we got that with done, promises didn't we? unfulfilled. <laughs> we got it done, didn't we? And I'm getting the toilet done. He'll be there at nine thirty on Saturday. I remember thinking I, I told you when I bought that toilet because I went by myself to the store and got that bought and loaded into my car. Think about that for a second. But okay, but hold on, hold on, hold on. And this is this is another point of being so busy. And then it sat in the garage for how many months? There is something in me that says, okay, so I I mow our yard and I do our flower beds. I do all the landscaping and I lo- I enjoy it. This is not a martyr thing. I love it. Like I really enjoy it. I do our pool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need you to list all the things. Just get to your point. My point is that there's something inside me that when you brought that toilet home, like number one, it was a task that I had to do. And number two, I felt like the need. And so here's what happened. Yesterday when I was mowing the yard. There's a plumber across the street who replacing a toilet. Oh. And he comes out. I was like, hey, you want to do another one? Just kidding <laughs> with him. And he goes, well, I, I just kind of ran over here to do this one real quick. I've known them for a long time. I'm like, oh, okay. Now, wait a minute. Relationship established. We trust our neighbors. Yeah. And I said, oh, okay. He goes, but I could do it Saturday, 930. I was like, how much? He goes, 150. I was like, done. Yeah. This toilet's going to finally get replaced. <laughs> but it's a balancing act for me because as the man of the house, I feel like I should be replacing the toilet. It's not a difficult task, but it is a time-consuming task. Yeah. And because of what we do in our normal everyday week, it's really difficult for me. And I don't want to spend my little bit of downtime replacing a toilet. And it is an upstairs toilet that doesn't get used that often. And so in my mind, I was going to let it sit there till about Christmas. I think we bought it in the summertime. July or so is whenever the New York guys came and stay with us. July. And in my mind, I was going to let it sit there for six months. And if you hadn't had found time, I was going to hire someone to come do it. Yeah. You know, because we're just busy. Yeah. That's okay. We just got to get it done. I don't care as long as it gets done. I don't care who does it. Yeah. But I digress because my friend Haley, Miss Haley Smith in Mississippi, well, was talking about trying. She has a new baby. She's in recovery. She has that. She has a family and other kids, and she has a cookie business. And she was really talking to us this morning about trying to scale that back, the side hustle of making money, because she's got so much going on. She's like, "What's the priority?" Well, she's got a bunch of kids. She's got one named Josh. She's <laughs> That's got, her husband. Oh. <laughs> Well, they do have a bunch of kids, but point they, is, she takes is, care of him though. Yeah, having a family and having small children quadruples the difficulty of prioritizing your time because the children control everything. And here's the other thing too is that I I like I have so many commitments during the week, and I'm not even hitting the ones I want to hit. Mm-hmm. Right, so I have small group on Monday night, which I enjoy. Right, I not as much as I enjoy some of our twelve step meetings, but I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's fulfilling. My home group Tuesday, but there's another meeting Thursday that I really like to hit, but it's a 40-minute drive. And then I also miss early in our relationship when we'd hit, do you remember that? We'd hit three to five meetings a week. Yeah, that drove me crazy. And we would do fellowship, not in the end, not in the end. I you got were used enjoy- to it because right. I got to know people, but I don't need that much but going and doing. We were fellowshipping. Like we were fellowshipping two or three nights a week, which means going out to dinner with our friends. We got fluffy. Just be honest. We got real fluffy. But we enjoyed it, right? And so sometimes I want to replace, and I don't know, it's just such a balancing act to figure out what to do. What? Where do I feel purpose? What do I need to do? Am I allowed to stop and just have some fun? And you and I do intentionally do that. And I think one thing we agreed is- But we're going to talk about that in the next segment. Oh. Yeah. But that's a question for you. Am I allowed- to just not do something on a Tuesday night, my home group night. 
That's a real question for you. Well, I can't answer it for you. What about for you? For me, it's probably not okay. Why? Not to make a habit of it. I have an obligation and a commitment to that group and those people. Right. It's good for me spiritually to not let up on that commitment. It's good for me spiritually to stay disciplined when it comes to that sort of stuff. Right. Because if I slip there and I give myself a mental excuse there to only go over once in a while, where else in my life am I going to have excuses and slip? But what's the difference between that commitment and your Sunday church commitment? There really isn't one. But you'll skip church. Sometimes. But not the Tuesday night. No, 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 no. It's, it's not. I'm not dissing you. What I'm saying is that's what I'm talking about. Is it's a difficult decision. The only time. Let's be honest here. Only time I skip church is. Be when careful. It, <laughs> you know what? You know what? We're just not going to say it. I'm filtering Heather. <laughs> Probably Listen, a good idea. We'll come back with some solutions. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> Heather and Donnie Mosier, Relevant Recovery Radio. let that one hang a minute That's all my, right my favorite intro it's my favorite too welcome back to relevant recovery radio with your hosts heather and donnie Mosier. so we don't have any solution but should to, we pontificate about solution to, in this segment <laughs> two idiots that were mistakenly given microphones <laughs> and nobody's gotten wise to it yeah, so i actually think despite how much we are together and separately busy doing. With, mm-hmm. I think it, on one hand, it's all purposeful work for the most part, mm-hmm. whether it's intentional relationships or recovery obligations or spiritual and growth obligations of discipling other people, whatever it is. Yeah. Despite that, I think that we navigate it well. So what we've talked about is how to choose the right amount of commitments. Which ones do I choose? Pause. Can I say something about that idea specifically? Yeah. I was going to say specifically, but I fixed it. (laughs) Listen. So one assignment that uh, exercise that a sponsor had taught me is to take a list of all your top priorities in life, like maybe going to church on Sunday or my Tuesday home group commitment or, you know, work, income, you know, things like that. Well, I don't know if that's, that's like one that you really can't choose. I don't know. There's a lot of people that choose not to. They're called millennials <laughs> or Gen Z. Which no, one is the 20-year-olds? No, no. I'm just saying that there are people who navigate life without a full-time job. So anyways, for whatever reason, my point is, is I made a list. You told me to make a list of the top 20 things that are facets of my life that are important to me, my top 20 priorities. Mm-hmm. And then to take that into prayer and meditation and cut that list in half to 10 and then to cut that list into five where I have my top five non-negotiable life priorities. And so for me, like the recovery one is the well, top one. When was the last time you did that? It's been a while. Um, we were in Spring Branch when you did that last. Oh, no. I've done it at this house. It's probably 2022. There, were, there was, a, it, it may have been the, earlier this year because there was a recent time I took this to Casey, my sponsor, and she was like, this again? <laughs> you know? I, okay. I thought that was earlier, but okay. I've done it a few different times. That's my point of this is like, it's a, it's a reoccurring issue. But my point is, is so all, you're saying list out but, all of the commitments you think you should have, all of the things you want to do. Your top priorities in life, <clears throat> whatever. And then for someone, it might not even be a commitment for someone's top priority. It might be you know, Netflix binging is really important to them. Right. So then, <laughs> I don't know. 
Out of that 20 you take, but we don't have 20 commitments, so that's why... They, you have 20 facets of your life, for sure. All right, so... I have my relationship 20, with then, you, then I you have you my relationship with my kids. Right, so then you cut it in half with the top 10 and of that five. 20, and then you cut that top 10 with the top... Okay. So I have my five most important non-negotiables. All right, but so this now helps I have me those. find my non-negotiables. Like I was saying, Tuesday night is non-negotiable. Yeah. I'm there, right? Okay. And, uh, and so I have to, uh, once I have this sort of truth and that's particular to me, then I need to pray and ask God to help me navigate this appropriately and not change the priorities to something they shouldn't be. Um, like we were, you know, arguing, talking about on the car on the way here. Obviously, I've not made you and your needs a, a bigger priority lately. I've been letting other things take a bigger priority than you and our relationship, you know, is affected by that. Yeah. And so that's what I mean. It's it's actually a good thing. You're asking when's the last time I did this assignment. It's actually a good thing to redo the 2010-5 once every six months or so because your life is constantly changing and you may need to adjust your priorities. They don't stay the same year after year after year. So, so we have one thing that is to make a list and decide, however that is for you, mm-hmm. what, what are the commitments in your life that you either need, prefer, like... And I can tell you that all of our commitments, I believe, are selfless. Now, that Thursday night meeting that I'll go to is not so much selfless. It's a little selfish because it's a bunch of dudes that I just love hanging out with. But I think that those relationships are intentionally important for your growth for you to be around. Very important. But anyways, my point is... That's where I heard about Nathan slash Noel. I needed to know (laughs) that. You needed to know that. You have a good time with those people. And my point, like, because I have Steel on Steel once a month. It's It's a monthly accountability group with two other women. Um, I have Weekly Cadre, which is a Christian discipleship growth uh, 12-week course thing. I have the recovery meeting on Tuesday. Yeah, I have and right, so we have figure out, on Thursday. We figure out which ones are important to us. Okay, yeah. so now we figure out which ones are important to us. How important is purposeful downtime? Because that's one of the solutions that you and I found. So first, how this really came up in our life recently is you're like, hey, we got a little bit of a problem here in our relationship. And the problem is that we're not spending any intentional time together. Mm-hmm. So our lives are so busy that we're Monday through Friday, sometimes Saturday, high-fiving as we pass each other. Mm-hmm. And I see you whenever you come to bed. <laughs> right. And so the only time we were really getting together would be like Saturday afternoon, Saturday. Most Saturday afternoons we have commitments or something going on. So Saturday night at some point and then Sunday, and we would spend that time watching TV. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, that's not intentional us time. And so then we were like, well, let's do a date. So we, so went, we went bowling, bowling and we had fun. It was fun. But then but- I have friends that have done this date night thing. And it sounds gross and mundane to me. You got to think of something to do every week. You got it. Just sounds like another but, ridiculous thing. But uh, what we decided? Well, because a sponsee of mine, her and her husband, do a little weekend getaway once a month with each other. And I thought, you know we what? We can do that. So we decided. Now November, we're taking a five day trip. That's anyways. a little different. Yeah, we're going to that fishing cabin. December, we're going to a retreat. <laughs> Here's what I love. We're going to a sober retreat in Las Vegas. A twelve step, <laughs> a twelve step convention, or whatever you call it, in Vegas in December. So but that's our be getaway. A thousand sober people. So that's our getaway then, and we've already decided we'll find us. 
It doesn't have to be expensive, no. but we are going to find an Airbnb for January and we are going to go there and yeah. we're just going to get out of our house and out of our routine. Because for you and I, and I'm not speaking truth for any other family, but for you and I, we travel well together. We do. We get along better and, and recharge together and we seem more intentionally connected. We fish well together. And yeah, whenever um, we go do something and it can be like we live in Houston, but even if we went and got... An Airbnb in the woodlands or in Galveston, a 45-minute drive. It wouldn't matter because because I'm getting away intentionally with you. It's out of our house, out of our routine, out of the norm. Phones off, you know, sitting on a porch with you, just talking and reconnecting. It's important. I think the other thing that we have found, because this has been an issue our entire relationship. Entire relationship. Um, This has been an issue my entire life. I've never found balance anywhere. Um, But the other thing is that recalibration. I think early on in our relationship, we would be out of balance for a long time until it started to hurt and be painful. And we just like, blah. And then at some point recently, we've gotten to a point where like every few months we're like, okay, I need like a down weekend. Mark your calendar that this Friday to this Sunday, do not put a thing on there. Yeah, we do that every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just... Because one of the things that we found early in our relationship is I, you and I were doing so much 12-step work. Mm-hmm. I, at one time, I had six to nine people in the mm-hmm, book at a time. Too. What that means is that if a meeting is an hour and a half to two hours, I'm scheduling six to nine of those a week between mm-hmm. Sunday and Saturday or After between work, Monday and Sunday. All the weekends. Um, and so what's going on there is that I had no time to do anything, any maintenance around our house. I had no time to do anything that needed to be done, my chores or whatever. So we have gotten to where we will step back and recalibrate. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I'm still not doing everything I want to do and would love to do. Even like it's in my heart. So like, I really do want to go up to Oklahoma at Christmas time to see my kids and my parents and stuff. Why? Like, <laughs> just because kidding. I miss them. I'm just kidding. Um, but you know, that's something that should be on my priority list a few times a year is to make sure I connect mm-hmm. with them and physically in person see them. You yeah, know? I was gonna ask if you wanted to go up there the Christmas. You don't want to go to Thanksgiving? No. Okay. And um So we have figuring out what your priorities are. Mm-hmm. We have um finding purposeful intentional downtime making sure that you are getting the downtime that you need Mm -hmm. and are the things on your list selfish or selfless because you got to have a good mix of more selfless things than selfish things and when you have openings and you get a break and you have some downtime what are you doing with it are you going to doom scroll or you're going to go to dinner with your friend Right? Because these are the things that matter. But when you have a clear conscience with it, you can feel good about it, despite being busy. It's not Mm -hmm. a bad thing. Well, thank you for listening to Relevant Recovery Radio. We're your hosts, Heather and Donnie. And don't forget, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. Hashtag God, though.